And now the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as recorded by St. Matthew, the 28th chapter, verses 16 through 20. Hear now the word of the Lord. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We commonly know this passage as the Great Commission. It's not just that we commonly know it as the Great Commission. Pretty much every Christian denomination calls it the Great Commission. We all claim it. This is the marching orders of the body of Christ, of the church, the church universal. Every congregation draws from this as our foundation and our understanding for what we do, whatever it is that we do, and why we do whatever it is that we do. Now here is the fun thing. I have been under appointment since 2004-ish. I've served a few United Methodist congregations from very small rural to medium sized to to y'all. And you know, every one of us on that Methodist family tree here in the North Alabama conference, there's some things that were very similar. Uh, We all use the same liturgy when we celebrate the sacrament of holy baptism. We all use the same liturgy when we celebrate the sacrament of holy communion. We've had orders of worship that are similar. We celebrate the same liturgical seasons of the year, whether it be Advent and Christmas and Lent and Easter and Pentecost and Kingdom Tide. But you know what? I have yet to serve a congregation that was a cookie cutter of any other congregation I have ever served. Every congregation has its own little uniqueness to it. Every congregation has, well, dare I say it, its own personality. You know, there's, there's, there's things that you can get by with in one congregation that you can't get by with in another congregation. There are things that are a big deal in one congregation that another congregation doesn't even think about. There are ways in which we engage in mission and ministry that are all similar, but yet still very unique. Last week, when we spoke, we talked about our callings as individuals and, and what it means for us individually to have callings given to us through the Holy Spirit, gifts and graces of the Holy Spirit that are all brought together to this one place, this one body known as Bluff Park United Methodist Church, and that all of our personalities and all of our gifts and all of our graces work together to make one body of Christ, that we are all in this together. And it takes all of us. We wouldn't be the same without you. I truly believe that every congregation also has a unique calling. Whether we're talking about Methodist or Baptist or Roman Catholic or Church of God or Church of Christ or Episcopalian or non-denominationals or whatever branch of the 213 some odd denominations that are recognized in the United States, that every single one of us are called and equipped by God under the Great Commission, but that every single one of us as a body of Christ has a unique calling has a unique way that we are being invited to live this out. Because if you notice in the Great Commission, it gives a roadmap 
but it doesn't give specifics. Jesus has gathered the disciples together and he tells them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So in that authority, I'm sending you. And here's what you're going to do. You're going to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you're going to teach others what you've been taught. Notice he doesn't say that you're going to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit by immersion only, or by sprinkling only, or by pouring only, or that you're going to do it in the context of a worship service in an air-conditioned or heated, depending on the time of the year, sanctuary, or whether you're going to go find the nearest creek. I have used a swimming pool in a pinch. Notice he doesn't say that you're going to teach others about me by always holding a worship celebration at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock or 9 o'clock or that Sunday school hour will always occur right before the worship service or there will be a Bible study or multiple or that it will always occur at the church or it will always occur in someone's home or that it'll even occur as a group. When he issues the Great Commission, he says, this is what's important. You know something. You've experienced something. You've been called. And so you're gonna go forth. And baptism is what's going to be a sign for us that folks are gonna know that they are claimed by God and it's gonna be done in the name of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And as you've been taught, you're going to share that. And how we do that, and the ways that we do that, and the amazing gifts of grace that God pours out upon us. Well, that is as unique as this congregation. Which, by the way, I know you know this, but let me just remind you. When we speak about Bluff Park United Methodist Church, we're not talking about the name that's on the side of the building that is located at 733 Valley Street in Hoover, Alabama. If you're watching online, we're located at 733 Valley Street in Hoover, Alabama. We'd love to have you come join us. But no, when we talk about Bluff Park United Methodist Church, we're not talking about this space. I have never once mentioned Bluff Park United Methodist Church and be talking about this space alone. I'm talking about you. You are Bluff Park United Methodist Church. You are the body of Christ. You and I have been charged with the Great Commission. Last Wednesday, we gathered for our first spotlight gathering. We have another spotlight gathering this afternoon at 2 o'clock. I know when your bulletin it says tonight, I think of tonight as being when the sun goes down. Now, maybe that's the appropriate way of writing it. I don't know, but if you show up here tonight, you're more than welcome to, but the spotlight gathering is at two o'clock this afternoon. And I want to invite you to come to it. Yes, here is a shameless plug, but I want to tell you why I'm inviting you to it. If you're expecting to come into the spotlight gathering and get hammered over the head with a capital campaign and how much money we need, you're going to be sorely disappointed because what we're doing is we are celebrating and emphasizing the missions and the ministries that we already engage with here at Bluff Park, that you already engage with as Bluff Park. And I guarantee you there's some, some, there, there's some that you don't know about. And it's absolutely amazing. 
And as a part of this gathering, I'm asking and inviting you to dare to dream a God-sized dream. Where can these ministries and missions be expanded? What new things are God, is God calling us to do? Because I can tell you we're not done yet. How do I know we're not done yet? Because the eastern sky hasn't split, and if I've heard a trumpet, it's coming from the organ. Gabriel hasn't blown yet. Jesus Christ has not descended, so therefore we're not done yet. It's really easy to tell when we're done. As, as, a, as, a, as a body of Christ, we are done when Christ returns. Individually, we know when we're retired because we go to sleep here and we wake up looking face to face at Jesus Christ. If you are still on this side of the dirt, you're not done yet. And neither am I. And this great commission that was first given to the disciples, now turned apostles, that carries forth is the reason why we are sitting here today. Have you ever thought about that? At this point in time, 11 ragamuffin people that Jesus literally picked up from all manner of places. Have you ever heard about the lives of the disciples? They were not what we would consider holy as such. He calls a few of them off of a fishing boat. They had never had theological training. They were fishermen. Do you know he even where he got Matthew? Out of a tax collector's booth. When was the last time you ever thought about Jesus walking into the IRS office and calling someone to be a, a minister? No offense meant to any IRS agents. They're all, they're all come from different walks of life. They're different ages. They have different backgrounds. They've had different experiences. Sound familiar? Each one of them called by Christ into something more. And then for three to three and a half years, Jesus taught them. I am convinced that's the reason why seminary traditionally lasts three years. is because number one, that is how long the disciples were with Jesus getting trained. And number two, because it fits theologically correct. Because I can tell you, at least at Candler, in your first year you are crucified, in your second year you are buried, and then finally in the third year you get resurrected. <laughs> Learning all of these wonderful things. But the gift of the church wasn't simply entrusted to those of us who stand in lofty pulpits and wear funky looking robes with big scarves tied around our neck. The gift of the church has been entrusted to laity, called by God, equipped by God. Do you know that every ministry that we do here as a part of Bluff Park United Methodist Church began as a dream in some layperson's heart? Every single one of them. And every single one of them ties back in some way to the great commission that Christ has given to us. But I want to share with you something more about this great commission. Because we tend to focus on the therefore go, which is true. We have to therefore go. But we're not just therefore sent willy-nilly. All authority in heaven and on earth is given to Christ. And he tells us that very plainly. He tells us that when he first stands up to address these disciples that are now turning apostles, where the 
Gospel of Matthew records that they gathered on the mountain where Jesus had told them to go, where Jesus had told them to meet, meet them, meet him. I'll get it out in a second. And when they get there, they start to worship, but some of them doubted. Doubt is not the opposite of faith. Real faith means that there's questions sometimes. Some of them doubted. Now, Matthew doesn't explain what it is that they're doubting. He doesn't say they're doubting this point or this point or this point, but I imagine after hanging around with the church for the better part of my life that they had some questions as to if they were up to the task, what was coming next. We, Lord, thou knowest we ain't never done it that way before. All of those things. Questions as to if they were really called to do this and what this was going to mean because they were about to do something new. They knew they were about to do something new because they'd been doing new stuff for the past three and a half years. And every time they thought they had something figured out with Jesus and they would come and tell him about it really excitedly, Jesus would say, nope, you missed the point. Go back and try it again. When they gathered there in the presence of the risen Lord, they were still doubting and Jesus looks at them and says you know all authority in heaven and on earth is given to me so you're not just being sent out willy-nilly you're being sent out in my authority in my name do you realize that God has given us what we would call power of attorney we can sign his name to the bottom of every day when we go and we feed the homeless, we're not just simply doing it as a helpful mission. We're doing it signing the name of Jesus Christ to it. That when the children are downstairs right now in children's church, we haven't just provided a nice place for them to go so that they're not bored during the sermon and they don't distract the rest of us that are trying to get our naps in. That we are teaching them and loving them, signing the name of Jesus Christ to it. Even when we've gathered together this morning and the beautiful music that the choir has sung and the procession that is done and the acts of worship that have been celebrated this morning, we are doing it in the name of Jesus Christ. We are signing his name to it. He tells us, I'm sending you out in my authority, in my name, so therefore you go, and you go boldly. And I know that there's days that are not going to go like we planned. Remember, as he's speaking to them, the holes from the nails are still visible in his hands. Even though that was planned. Because sometimes the plan isn't something that's going to be comfortable. He says, in my authority, I'm sending you out. And I know that there's going to be days that you're going to feel great and wonderful and excited. And other days it's going to feel like a burden. There's a cross to carry. But I want you to remember that not only am I sending you out, that I'm right there with you. Every step of the way, from now even to the very end of the age. There's not a place you're going to go. There's not an experience you're going to have. There's not a triumph that you're going to receive a blessing that is not going to be poured out or a day where it feels like the world has gotten turned completely upside down and we have absolutely no idea what we're doing or how we got there. That Jesus Christ himself is not right there in the midst.
Bluff Park, we, we are seeking to be whom God is calling us and equipping us to be whom God called us from the beginning at our founding, whom God called us from the beginning from Matthew chapter 28, whom God called us 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 40 years ago that we have built upon with each step and each saint. And today that legacy continues because we're not done yet because Jesus hasn't come back yet. And we're asking the question, God, God, What's the next steps? How are we being called to continue to fulfill this great commission? How are we, this body of Christ, with who we are that you have joined together, how are we being called in new ways and in old ways to continue to be your body of Christ, your hands and feet, proclaiming the good news of your gospel to those who are here and those who are in our community and those who are on the other side of the world. God, what's the next thing that's, that's going on? I guess another way we could ask it is, God, what absolutely awesome and amazing thing are you doing that you're inviting us to be a part of? Because Christ issues the Great Commission Christ also sustains the Great Commission. It is upon Christ that the Great Commission is founded. It is in His authority that we are sent. It is in His grace that we are upheld. And each and every day we serve in His presence. So really, you see, it's not all that complicated, is it? God, where are you? And where are you inviting me to join with you? Because God gave this great commission 2,000 years ago, give or take a decade. And in Bluff Park, Alabama, we're gathered because of these ragamuffin 12 disciples that dared to believe it. What other places, what other people are going to come to know the grace and love of God because of, dare I say it, this ragamuffin group of people from all different walks of life and all different experiences and all different ages and all different backgrounds and all different understandings whom God has called together and has issued the same commission. Hear the words of Jesus Christ. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go, baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach others what you have been taught. And on your very best days and on your very worst days and every day in the middle, remember that I'm with you always, even to the very end of the age. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Hello, my name is Kevin Payne and I'm the senior pastor here at Bluff Park United Methodist Church. Thank you for joining with us in our podcast of our worship celebration, the sermon this past week. I pray that you found it a blessing and that it enriched your life. If you are ever in our area and would like to join with us in person, we are located at 733 Valley Street here in Hoover, Alabama. Our service time is 10 a.m. and we would love to meet you. I pray you have a blessed week 
and hope to see you soon. Bye now.